Well, we have in our gospel a very famous line where Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, indeed, is central to our faith. And uh, I spoke last Wednesday about the new evangelization, just kind of a recap on that. It's not an exhaustive way of understanding the new evangelization, but it's one of the main ways of understanding it, is to think of uh, the new evangelization over against the first evangelization. The first evangelization we see taking place, actually, in our first reading. St. Paul is speaking the gospel to people who have never heard it before. Okay? Uh, that has taken place throughout the world, especially, of course, in Europe and in America, in a certain sense, and in as much as most Americans have their roots in, in Europe. And uh, it has maybe grown old a little bit. Everybody, the, the metaphor I used, or the image that I referred to last time, was the candles. And, you know, it's like everybody's walking out there with candles. They got candles, but they're not lit. And so the new evangelization goes through and tries to relight the candles. People have been sacramentalized, but they haven't been evangelized. People are baptized, but they they don't have the life of God in their hearts, and they don't have an interior uh, relationship, spiritual relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. The new evangelization seeks to remedy that. It seeks to light those candles that have been uh, put out, have, have been snuffed out. Well, how do we do that? What are what are some of the ways that uh, we carry out the new evangelization? Um, refer to the Second Vatican Council. The Second Vatican Council is really a way to sum it up, is to talk about the new evangelization. It sought to re-engage the modern world in a language and a pastoral method that could be acceptable and understandable to our contemporaries. The same gospel that's always been preached for 2,000 years, but preaching it and presenting it in a way and through a pastoral approach that's a little bit more accessible uh, to to the modern man. Okay, So that's what the Second Vatican Council was about. It's really the new evangelization. One of the things that was focused a lot on it was the again, centrality of Christ and the importance of the Word of God. The importance of the Word of God. So one of the fruits of the Second Vatican Council was a revised lectionary. Okay, so um, it's a three-year lectionary, and we're we are um, given more of the Bible than before. The lectionary before Vatican II had a little bit less, uh, actually quite a bit less. We now in the current lectionary have quite a bit more of Scripture, so over the course of three years, you hear a good portion of the Bible. I think actually the majority of the Bible you, you hear, maybe 60-70%, that's just a guesstimate. Um, and that was not the case beforehand. So we see this emphasis on the importance of the Word of God. And uh, what I find interesting, again, going back to our first reading here of St. Paul in the book of Acts, he's, he's engaging in the first evangelization. In a certain sense, though, it was a, his audience is unique because they're Jewish and they were exposed to the Word of God. And in fact, St. Paul says, this is something very ironic and kind of worrisome for myself. I check myself. I wonder, you know, am I falling into the same mistake that the Pharisees fell into? It says, um, the inhabitants of Jerusalem and their leaders failed to recognize him. So I wonder to myself, do I fail to recognize Christ in my life? And by condemning him, they fulfilled the oracles of the prophets that are read Sabbath after Sabbath. 
In condemning him, they fulfilled the oracles of the prophets that are read Sabbath after Sabbath. So every Sabbath day, once a week, they were hearing the Bible being read. Were they listening? Doesn't seem like it because they actually, you know, inadvertently fulfilled the oracles by killing Christ. So they're not comprehending what they're hearing. They're not truly listening. Um, there's something psychologists call confirmation bias, and we all have it. And that is, <clears throat> we, we tend to be biased towards that which confirms our pre-established uh, expectations and understandings of things. And if whatever we're hearing does not already, doesn't confirm what we already believe and what we already understand to be the case, we have a, a tendency psychologically to not hear it, to actually just kind of bounces off. And so that's what was happening. Uh, you know, there's a confirmation bias that was taking place. Every Sabbath, the Jews were listening to the Bible be read to them. Every single Sabbath, for their whole life. But there was a very strong confirmation bias going on. So that whatever their pre-established understanding was, that's what they heard. Everything else, it kind of went through one ear and out the other. And I wonder, I think that we as Catholics, we hear the Bible read every single Sunday if we are faithful mass attendants. And I think we have a strong uh, confirmation bias going on. So if there are passages of the Bible that are very challenging to us, we tend to block them out psychologically. And we don't really listen to them because they, you know, we might have a certain kind of image of Jesus and we're hearing passages, uh, Jesus himself speaking. It doesn't live up to our image of who Jesus is. And so we, you know, our confirmation bias is on pretty strong and we just block these passages out. And the way to overcome our confirmation bias is not to be a passive listener of the Word of God. It's not enough just to go to Sunday Mass and to hear the Word of God and to passively take it in like that. We need to ourselves actually engage the Word of God and find ways of doing that. Uh, we can read the Bible on our own and take time and meditate. When we meditate, we're, we're basically fighting our own confirmation bias because we're thinking, we're reading the text, we're taking it into our mind and our heart, and we're chewing on it, and we're opening our hearts to the Lord and saying, Lord, instruct me, teach me. Is there something that you want to speak to me that's going to change me or challenge me? So that's one uh, you know, excellent way of overcoming that confirmation bias, so that we don't fall into the same uh, mistake that the, that the Jews did by hearing the Word of God, but obviously not listening to it because uh, they you know, killed our Lord Jesus and didn't receive him when he came. So, um, <clears throat> for, the, for the new evangelization, we focus on Christ, we focus on the Bible, the Word of God, and listening to it, and letting it uh, change us and transform us. <clears throat>